We're live, ladies and gentlemen. King? Henry Dylan, welcome back to a somewhat new segment, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if it's necessarily new, but this is part of, as we've been saying in past episodes of the Lincoln Podcast, we're doing some things differently, like having the themes and whatnot. Part of those changes is giving out extra content like this, which is basically, we've been doing interviews, but we kind of come up with the idea to split up the interviews from the podcast to kind of give it more of a specific focus when we're doing interviews and have the podcast be like uh, something that people get um, familiar with on a regular basis that it's more or less the same structure and format. And it's not like, okay, one time it's an interview, one time it's a regular podcast with just the host. So this way it's like, there's always a regular podcast it's just knowing then you have complimentary extra content like this, which would be our interviews and whatnot. And today, we have an in, a guest here with us that's been a previous guest on the podcast before. Um, we got Nelly Blaze here with us. Welcome to talk back. About. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Thanks for having me back. Yes, yes. Glad to have you and all that friend of the show, long time personal friend from just knowing this guy like forever. But... We're here to talk about some business. I don't know. Was there anything else I missed from the intro? Well, you know, like, share, and subscribe, you know, for those people that haven't already liked and follow or subscribe to the YouTube page. Make sure to do that if you enjoy the content and whatnot. But the purpose of us being here today is Nelly has a product and something that he'd like to tell us about. Something that he already told us about before, but now the moment has come. So, Nelly, why don't you introduce and tell us what's going on, what's the updates, what's happening? Yes, thank you, uh, Mr. King. So I came to you guys, how how long it was ago? Like two years ago or one year ago? Boy, a year or two. It, it, it was a while back. But it feels like two, but it could be a year and 2020 just makes everything feel like it's been longer than what it's actually been. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long. <laughs> so at the time so, you was promoting Kashobi. Yeah, I was... I was promoting Kashobi. It wasn't done yet. It was basically in the draft stage. But now it's been printed and available on Amazon worldwide. The only thing I, w- I want to mention is just in the Netherlands, it's not available. So it would be um, useful to know that you can order it via uh, Amazon.de, which is Germany. But other than that, you can order it on Kindle all over the world. You can order it on paperback all over the world. So here it is. Kashobi finally out, and hmm. yeah, ask me everything. Let's talk Kashobi. All right. So, how how long is the book? The book is uh, twenty four pages. Hmm. And um, this is I guess could be seen as poor preparation on my part, but I don't remember everything that we covered in the first part. But um. Like, it's a graphic novel. It tells the story of Oxy. That, that's what I remember from, you know, the first interview. Oxy is the dude on the cover that I'm a yeah. remember. Um, yeah. And this is just the first... It, like, is there are there more books coming, or is it just like... Yeah. So, basically, um, let me start off with what this book is about. Um, so, we all here are from the Caribbean, and we all have a representation of... Africa or indigenous blood and Europe or all of it mixed or just maybe one of them but the all defining point that uh, makes us come together is that we are from the island 
And basically, I wanted to create a project that told the story of African culture, indigenous culture, and make it into a superhero movie and tell the tales of the people that originated from St. Martin and Latin America. So basically, um, what I did was I created this storyline, um, which started with Oxy, um, the political advisor, a voodoo priest from Benin, who uh, is working in Egypt to help the pharaoh to make sure that Egypt sustains itself as the top city in the world, the top country um, in the world, using um, cosmic energy and, and, and voodoo. And basically what I wanted to do, I wanted to empower our community about the knowledge, about who they are and where they descended from, which was Africa, the religion, what we use. And what I wanted to do was um, highlight that all of this information was researched via educational documents. So I actually went into academic articles, find out about indigenous um, practices and disciplines and African practices and disciplines. And this does not have anything that has to do with the destruction of um, African culture or anything of that matter. So all of this is positive energy, something that um, will um, turn into something even greater than what it is right now, I believe. So um, could you give a little bit of insight into like the storyline of what this specific book entails? Like what, what was, what's the, I guess, synopsis of the plot? Okay, so the synopsis of the plot, this is one of many books. So um, it will be categorized as the origin and then it will go into the actual story of Ashobi and then it will um, end with um, what's going on in Egypt and what will happen in the future in Egypt. So basically the synopsis is uh, Oxy is in Benin preparing for his voodoo uh, art tournament. Uh, basically this is what all rites of passage voodoo priests go through. They go through this tournament after all their accumulation of knowledge, of, of, of science, Earth, the cosmos, they have to show um, 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 the completion of all of that. So basically, he is like the best fighter in that whole tournament. However, as a young person uh, within this world, he has a lot to learn, and the pharaoh sees it. And basically, he is in Egypt, and he's living this life of being the upholder of peace and the person that guides the, 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 the community into the light. And there's dark forces that want to bring the community into the dark. So basically, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of dynamism between light and dark. And there's also a, a, a concept where he has to travel to Japan in order for him to um, get some resources in order to, um, to liberate and free the people from these dark um, sources. Uh, eventually, I don't want to say too much about what's going to happen after that because then basically you will understand the entire book. But this is what you can read from the synopsis on Amazon. And um, I just letting you guys know that there, the, the whole entire series is done. This is the first edition and there's two more editions. So I'm, I'm recommending that you guys read it. 
So get it for even um, if you have a Kindle version, it's free. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Oh, like if you if you're not looking uh, again the free, but if you want the paperback, how much is does it cost? So it depends on which market you are. Hmm. You are located. Uh, um, I previously looked in the Germany market for the people in the Netherlands. It's around eleven euros. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. So, um, like, how many characters are we introduced to? Because, like I mentioned before, I know Oxy is the main character, but who else yeah. are some of the notable people that appear? At least in this in this first edition, who else are other people that of okay. are noteworthy? All right. So, um, basically, you you already said it because you I told you about the comic book already that the person in front there is actually Oxy. So Aki is one character. Then you have Fatima, who is the brightest star in Egypt. She is a black woman. She's young. She's the smartest person actually in Africa. Um, she's beautiful. Um, she actually has the ability to bring people back to life with all her experiments and everything that she's doing. So she's very um, peculiar in that sense and i think she can relate to a lot of our young um black women uh in society and even if you're uh, a bit mature i think this would be interesting for you because I'm, I'm not sure if there's been a lot of um representation in the media about our black women being the most intelligent persons um uh, in the universe or in the world so that's who fatima is um there's also ada ada is an assassin who's under the leadership of Fatima because, yeah, Fatima is a leader um, as well as a, a, a mastermind. So Ada is very strong. She's, she's capable of shape-shifting. So that's something very cool that you'll get to see within this uh, uh, um, book, um, graphic novel or comic. Um, there's also Akimbe, Kishobi is in this book as well. And there's other um, people that are part of Kashobi's crew that are inside uh, um, the book as well. And those are the notable characters within uh, Kashobi's origin. So to take it back a little bit, um, I remember when you first came on, you had like a draft version of, with some of the um, first animations and how it looked. But now we are at the point where it's like full-fledged book feel like shedding some light on how it came from that past to where it was to how it is now in terms of the word animators that you were working with i assume and yeah. then getting to publishing like take mm -hmm. us on the journey of all of that a little bit okay yeah the journey was um was quite daunting to be honest so basically when i was in the netherlands and i was working with some students together with Kashobi. Of course, we had the goal and the dream to make this act um, to, to, to make this come alive and, and to be what you're seeing right now. However, it was hard because we were studying. Some of us were in our last year. Some of us were doing our masters. So it was very hard for us to actually make it come alive. So um, that didn't work out with those students. And we all went our separate ways. And I was stuck by myself to make this dream come true. So I, I went and I looked and searched wide in the Netherlands to see if I can work with someone else. That didn't work out because I had to pay um, hefty in order for me to continue to develop the characters. 
So that limited my progression as well because I was a student. I didn't have any income except for what I was getting from the Dutch government. So basically, I decided that um, that I would get a job, a real job that could actually help me pay for this. And as soon as I graduated, I made the decision to leave the Netherlands and to look for work. And then eventually I landed in Poland and I got a good job that allowed me to, to, to get a budget. And I found someone from Latin America, from Colombia, by the name of Wilson Zapata. And he uh, actually wanted to be part of this uh, project because he saw that it related to indigenous people. Um, he has a connection to that, and it related to um, African um, African disciplines and culture. So he really wanted to empower his community back in Latin America, and which better way than entertainment, mixed in ed education and entertainment. So he didn't want any money, to be honest, and we made a deal with each other that we would work together. I would write the story, and I would give him reference points to how I would like... Um, the characters to look like. So what I did was, I look at indigenous tribes in Latin America, I look at how they, they dress, how they look, and I look at indigenous people from Africa, and how they dress and how they look. And I researched all of the pictures, and I made an accumulation of a document, and I sent it over to him, and I gave it to him, and he just started to work on the design, and he sent it back to me, and I would approve and then you know disapprove and then, then he would go back in the drawing room and then like that we would have like a relationship and we would go on skype talk to each other and my girlfriend was part of it because uh he speaks spanish my spanish is not 100 percent. however in order for us to like you know collaborate and make sure that we understand exactly the details of how everything has to look like my girlfriend was doing some interpretations i was speaking spanish sometimes he was speaking english sometimes and then um, basically that that would happen. But eventually, you know, I did pay him um, uh, for his service and for his work because, as I said, I got um, I got a job. But what I really liked about him, he wasn't even thinking about the money. He was just like, "Yo, I want to do this project because it's gonna empower the community. Mm -hmm. After when it comes out, we can talk about negotiating the price." And that's what we did. And eventually, we got to a price, and then you know. Just got uh, just paid him. So he it was just this one main dude you were working with in regards to animation and getting all the drawings done. So I assume his his name is credited on like the book for yeah. animations and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's his name right there, Wilson Zapata. If you guys need someone to create anything for you with animation, please go and contact him. He's not only going to think about the money; he's going to think about everything about the passion project about the culture, about you, and, you know, the last thing you guys can talk about is the economics and, you know, the, the payment and rem uh, remuneration of that and, and those sorts. So really look out for him. Could you give us him. a little preview of, like, just flip through the book a little bit? I mean, not, not to, just to show the camera a little bit of how, yeah. what his work look like, what looks like. Yeah, so basically this is what he, he did. Everything from scratch, he is gifted so this is what you're going to see this is the um professional work that he does i'm going to flip through some more stuff for you guys so that you can get a little snippet a little dose hmm. okay okay 
let me go through and something else was this i don't know if you know but was it all like hand drawn or was this done via illustrator or like a digital drawing thing or was it like a mix of both if you know yeah so basically he started with sketches which is hand drawn and then he went into illustration um i guess with his computer uh um sometimes he he tells me that he works with a, a iPad or a notepad or something like that. I'm not familiar with what designers use. Yeah, a draw pad, yes. Yeah. And okay. then he goes and puts it onto his computer and then makes everything come to what you see right now in front of your eyes, in front of your screen. So like once you had the story done and you collaborated with this guy to get the animations done, I assume the next process was approaching publishers and stuff like that to get it distributed? Yeah, so basically so, uh, before, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So basically when I came to you guys, I already had like um, some kind of publishing work out in New York. And um, I was so happy that they responded and they said they would print it out. But I needed to make sure that the characters were professional. And as when I brought it to you guys, the characters were not professional. They were just drafts. So I needed I mean, to pay them in order. Yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it was pretty hard. Like, looking at what you have now compared to what you had at the time, it's not, like, too far off. So, like, I get what you're saying that it was a draft, but, I mean, it wasn't... The drafts that you had were still pretty decent at the time already. Okay. Well, well, to them, those publishers, they said it wasn't hmm. professional and I needed to pay them in order for me to find an illustrator to make it look better. So... So it was a bit. I, I I didn't went forward with it because then I would I would be paying them in order to publish my book, which is like not the way that I wanted to go. Yeah, starting. Make a lot of um, yeah. yeah. So I decided. Look, you know what? Let me invest um, within myself. Let me believe in myself, and I would find a way to make this happen. And I didn't know how. And I would like to say that you shouldn't go with hope or go with, with dreaming or anything like that, but you should have a plan and you should stick to the plan and try to navigate whenever you see some kind of constraint. However, um, I had a dream and I was hoping that, you know, that something would open up and that's what happened. I was constantly writing and then like out of nowhere when I was talking with my girlfriend, uh, I told her I needed an illustrator that I can work with, but however, I'm on a limited budget, and this is where Wilson um, came in, and then, uh, yeah, we worked together on it, and um, I decided to just leave the, the publisher in New York alone and publish it with Amazon or with Lulu Publishing, and yeah, um, the process was quite um, intuitive and not that complicated, just uh, just had to uh, hand in the manuscript and they would look over it to see if it qualified with their um, um, quality and if it would qualify with their rules. And then they actually accepted it and um, they are uh, doing the publishing for me and doing the shipments and stuff like that. And there's an arrangement where I get part of the royalties and they get part of the royalties. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> and how long has it been now since the book has been on sale? Like what did uh, officially? Um, it was officially online, online for sale, July the 9th, But I did not release 
the date for the public because I wanted to make sure that I got the copy first and make sure mm. that it looked good and it was like of you know of a viable product for the audience and when I got it I officially uh, let everyone know I think on the 17th of July hmm so like um can people also buy the book from you directly or is it just strictly through Amazon because I know that that is something like I don't know if you have any copies or did they ship you like let's say you get 50 copies of your own to sell on your own potentially that because based on the royalty contract i would assume that is a way that you might be able to kind of get around it to a certain degree if you have a certain amount and you could kind of charge your own price there other than people going through amazon yeah so basically um you're very very knowledgeable about that you're correct um um there's no there's no possibility for me to uh for people to come directly and get it from me because it then it would be more expensive because then what i would do i would get it from amazon and then i would have to ship it to the wherever they are located the only thing that i can get is the author copy and the author copy looks like this which is not for sale and of course what you said is to protect the royalties that they get and um if i have my own copies then i would of course dictate my own price and then you know, it wouldn't be fair to Amazon that I'm having my own price and then they're having a price. So exactly. The only method to get it for now is through Amazon. And I'm looking to see if it can actually be with, um, in libraries and in mm. other uh, mm. online platforms. So I'm looking I'm looking into that as well. Yeah, I hope that they figure out a way um, for writers in general. Um, and in your case, like. Like a, um, it's a comic book. It is a comic book. Um, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be able to just publish their stuff just like how artists can just publish their music through a publishing service and it just goes everywhere immediately. Because um, I don't understand in this digital age um, how we are not there already. That you could just have your uh, book everywhere. Because it's, it's just exactly. data. So, yeah, they should make that work, in my opinion. Like, I guess something like that would be possible if you were to completely self-publish in the sense of you have all your pages and whatnot and you already get it structured in InDesign so that it's the correct format for a book to be printed out and then you go to Kinko's or whatever and you get it, you choose the papers that you want it to print it on and all of that type of stuff. If you're knowledgeable of those type of things, and you dictate how you want it to actually look when it's finally printed and published and then you pay them to get let's say 50 copies and sell it like that would be you have to do it completely independent versus yeah if you just send the stuff over to them and okay y'all actually turn it into a book book now like because from my understanding i'm assuming that's kind of what amazon did you are you are you mm -hmm. already did the animations you wrote the book it's just actually yeah. turned it into a physical thing yeah. a physical product and then handling the distribution that is pretty much what amazon is doing yeah yeah amazon is, is taking care of like the administration the mm. distribution the printing um for me to go totally independent and do that i would actually need a printing press i would actually need um mm. an office you know yes and no. be professionals because i mean like, depending like i said if you there are print shops and stuff where 
you can like if for um restaurants and businesses and stuff that want brochures or menus and like mm -hmm. just those the flyers and stuff that are printed magazines you you can just go and choose like the different types of papers the glossy or the slightly more rigid like these are things i know from kadea teachers did like when i was doing graphic design and stuff so if you want to print a magazine or do something like that, they gave us more or less the basics on how to go about it so if you just have the pdf files with all the necessary information and send yeah. it to these people and choose your make your selections of what types of paper and whatnot you want it printed on and a hard cover soft cover paperback like a glued spine and like once you make those specifications there are ways you can go about to doing yourself like i'm not trying to deter you from the way you're doing it now i'm just trying to you know put you on that if you want to take it a step further and you know ownership mm -hmm. is like one of the main buzzwords these days when it comes to black people black making sure there's black ownership and whatnot so like if you could that get 100 percent, if you could get 100 percent of the royalty is cut out the middleman. This is like Nipsey. The marathon continues mindset. I mean, you familiar with Nipsey? I ain't gotta tell you this. Exactly, exactly. And that was the process of of what I initially wanted to do. And uh, regarding what you were saying, um, I was in the Netherlands, um, going to a printing shop, and I gave them the specifications and what I wanted. And I actually had a draft version of Kashobi, which was a bigger mm. version. Everything was bigger, white. Um, white paper and hardcover and everything like that. So I actually went to that route first to actually see how it was going to be like. Um, and I did a little calculation to see would I be able to sustain this method? Um, would I be able to penetrate the market? And taking into consideration um, all the business that goes into it and all the um, vendors and negotiations that I had to do, uh, I would have to be really um, committed to hmm. just sticking to Kashobi 24-7 and hmm. traveling and, and, and making sure that it actually is yep. done in a professional manner, right? So taking that into consideration, you're 100% right. That would be like self-published, self self-owned, black-owned business. And I would get 100% of the royalties, but then I would have to be really efficient and, um, you know, meticulous on how I go about it. And at the time, I, I, I didn't really have a support system where I could, you know, navigate these waters by myself. But now, you know, with my girlfriend and with Wilson and we seeing the potential of this uh, project on how we can like penetrate maybe even let's say Netflix for like an animation or Disney. So mm. what you're saying might be something that we might consider. So we're, we're actually uh, looking into the Spanish market and we're trying mm. to get it published in Spanish with a publisher there. So we're looking into that right now. So we're taking it step by step. Is it available on that note? Like, is it available worldwide? Because I know you mentioned um, Germany or Amazon.de for the people mm -hmm. in Ireland and stuff. Like, I assume it's also available in the UK where you're located yeah. now. But, like, what other places is it available on? So, it's available on um, um, Amazon in Spain, France. This is paperback. Amazon in yeah. Spain, France, UK, uh, United States. Um, I'm not sure about the other markets because I want to make sure I put out the correct information. Um, and then when it goes to Kindle, it's available in almost every market. So Japan, uh, Germany, 
uh, America, Australia, uh, wherever you are, there, where there's a, like an Amazon login page that you can get mm-hmm. into, it's available for Kindle. But the paperback is a bit just catered towards um, the regions of like .d, .es, .com, .uk. So if you're in the Netherlands, like I said, there's some kind of um, uh, market dispute with Amazon in the Netherlands that they have to arrange, mm-hmm. that they have to get. So, but the Kindle version is available on the Netherlands that if you want to order it. I, I, uh, I, I get now that you say that, I remember reading something in, about, about Amazon integration in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember reading that. Uh, I think it's something to do with ball.com and some stuff. Other stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So that, that's basically uh, market dispute. That has nothing to do with me, so I am not in control of that. However, it is live, you know, in other markets. Pretty like much everywhere. Germany, yeah. So. And I have a kingdom, um, so I know, I know what I'm going to do after this. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned... Yeah. You mentioned that you trying that there there's plans at least to try to get into the Latin market, Latin American market. Um, yeah. I assume that in that involves getting it translated and then republished. Is that things that you yeah. are having to take upon yourself, or is would that be handled through Amazon, where it's like okay, they getting in contact with translators to then? No. So this one, what I'm doing right now. So Amazon is available in Spain for anyone who is in Spain. Uh, however, it's in English. So what I decided to do together with Wilson uh, and my girlfriend Maria was that we need to penetrate different several markets that are untapped, and that's a Spanish market. And the Spanish market consider, uh, um, consists of Spain, Latin America, and also some parts in uh, in Africa. Hmm. So what we're doing is we're trying to get a publisher to translate it for us and publish it within Spain. And then like that, I think it would be the same thing with Amazon, that we would have part of the royalties and they would have part of the royalties. So we're looking into that right now. And also we're looking into penetrating the African market and try to get it translated in Swahili or Arabic. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Um, on that note, kind of, like, have you gotten any backlash or pushback from anybody in explaining, like, because I'm just thinking, coming from where we come from, where it's like a heavy Christian-dominated yeah. type of thing, yeah. do you get any backlash was like, yo, you're trying to push evil, demonic voodoo on people type <laughs> of thing? Like... Yeah. So, um, not, like, directly, because no one has approached me and said... Um, that you're trying to push it, but in the back of my mind, not even in the back of my mind, but being really conscious of where I come from, being conscious of the programming of our people, I do have the perception that the more Christian people or the people who are um, who, who who lean towards that Christian um, um, a, religious a background, upbringing, they have that perception maybe, but I don't want to block everyone in it, but for those who are not saying it directly, who maybe are saying it indirectly or discreetly, I have one thing to mention. Um, We all from the Caribbean, I'm going to just stick to the Caribbean. We all from the Caribbean have a history where we were first in Africa. 
um, this is documented in historical documents. So anyone who's of the other perception that they originate from Europe or they originate 100% of in indigenous blood from the Caribbean, then they don't actually know the history of the Caribbean and they don't know the history of Europe. So what happened when the colonizers came to the Caribbean, specifically um, the Nina Pinta and I forgot the... the, the Santa Maria. The, yeah, the Santa Maria. They, uh, they wiped out almost every indigenous person on that island. So what they had to do to replace that slave labor that they had, they had to import enslaved African people to that island. So whoever integrated into that the, the island, um, maybe you have some kind of bloodline that is Carib, Arawak, Taino. Maybe, maybe. However, you originate from West Africa or from whichever region the Dutch, the Spanish, the French came and had the slave trade. And what were they doing in West Africa at the time? They were doing their own religious practices. They were doing their own marital practices. And they had their own educational practices and language systems. And at that time, there was no, um, there was no talking of this is evil, this is bad, or whatever the case may be. This was your culture. This was 100% your culture. And this was documented, and also this was oral tradition. So even if it was not documented, there's something called oral tradition, which was passed down from generation to generation in Africa. So with all that being said, Voodoo was one of those religions that was in Africa. And for those people who are not actually going into academic articles and to understand that this is a religion just like Christianity, just like Hindu, just like um, um, Buddhism, just like all those different religions, voodoo is 100% the same thing like all of them. It's defined as a religion. However, the demonization of the religion came because African people and African descendants of those people used that religion to liberate themselves, whether it was in Brazil, most notably in Haiti or in New Orleans. This was the religion that bring our people together. This was the religion that our ancestors remembered and used it to translate into several other religions, which is Santa Maria or um, whatever. You, yeah, San, Santeria, my bad, Santeria. Whatever religions that you see that we have that are, um, that are in the ecosystem within Latin America and in the Caribbean. So I go by researching documents and actually taking factual documents and translating it into a meaningful discussion and into a meaningful book to tell the story of our people rather than taking information from you know a time and an era where they use christianity to enslave people to rape pillage and steal so if you're in the mindset of not taking education and historical um facts that were written down and you're into taking information from a time and a people at the time, and I'm not saying everyone, I'm just talking about the people that did this, um, that did this enslavement and colonization, they actually use this information to, to, um, to make your ancestors docile, to make your ancestors um, 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 give up their religion and everything. So, so right now, I'm actually giving you the real information 
the liberating information and I'm giving you your history. So if you want to um if you want to deny your history and deny where you come from and everything like that, you can do that. I'm not saying don't do it. However, do not come up and make believe things that are not true. I will say I feel like you worded all of that like wonderfully. I couldn't agree with you more on a lot of things you just said because I'm aware of like some most of what you're saying already just from my own readings up on history and Christianity and voodoo and all of those things, the interconnection of how things change once colonization happened and all of that. But mm-hmm. I just lost my question going on too long. <laughs> uh, hmm. King, you're too young for this? I don't know. It, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's bad stuff. It's bad stuff. Um. So I guess like this is not the question I had, but to go to another question, like what, what, what's yeah. the um plan What's the, I guess, what's the next step in terms of Khashoggi? Oh, now I remember the question. This is a fiction book, right? Yeah. So I assume yes. there's some amount of, like, all of what you say, given the actual history, and you mentioned the factual documents and stuff like that. But given mm-hmm. the fact that it is a book of fiction, like, can you give an example of something that is where you're taking the um, the actual factual history and looking at the act, the truth about voodoo, but there, I assume it took some artistic liberties in making it, like weaving it into an interesting way in the world of magic and stuff like that that you're talking about. So can you give an example of like what may be factual and how you made that into a, I guess, fantastical scenario to make yeah. it more interesting for the book? Yeah, you know what you just did? You just um, asked a brilliant question which would give some plots away and I'm trying to <laughs> okay, think away yeah. all... <laughs> I mean, if it's just like, um, for example, a way, if you can explain something about maybe the way the magic system in this thing works, because I assume there's powers associated with the mm. stuff. So I don't know if there's something about that and how that might be like, okay, well, it's not true, but in voodoo, it is based on something that's actually like, kind of like it. Yeah. So, um, so what, do you have a question before I, before I answer? Yeah, I was just about to say, don't spoil <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't spoil no me. i don't like being spoiled I, I, I like i told you last time we spoke i was very, i i am a comic book anime manga reader i i am i deep i'm deep into it that's why i have my kindle i don't read books on my kindle i read comic <laughs> books because that's the only thing i cannot really i can buy it here in netherlands but i think it's overpriced so i i i just read comic books through my ipad and stuff like that um okay but yeah um like maybe try me maybe to help you um like with, yeah. when you mentioned that uh the character the other the character that could shape shift like maybe link that to how is that related to voodooism or stuff like that like mm-hmm. maybe yeah mm-hmm. okay so um i'm going to come back to you words um, but I am not going to reveal the plot in any way. It's just that it was a brilliant question, and I have a perfect example to actually give, like, which educational facts that I took into consideration when building this story and implemented implementing it into this story. Um, but to your point with uh, bringing um, factual information about voodoo, into how I put it into this and uh, conceptualize it into fiction, into a story. So 
let me first go, go into an actual um, source of what I use and, uh, and, and then I turn it into um, a tale. So uh, I did research and I sit down with a descendant from a Carib from Honduras. Um, um, thanks to Dina uh, from St. Martin, she hooked me up with her family member and he told me the story of his people. So he's a PhD student right now studying. So he's an academic as well. I consider myself an academic because I'm working on a paper. So I'm not only working on fiction, I'm actually working on releasing um, a, a paper together with my former thesis supervisor. So both of us are, are, are um, um, so, so in the future, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to release my own paper by myself, which I'm going to um, get into, but this is not about that. So I sit down together with him and I interviewed him and I asked him certain questions about his culture, which was um, the Carib people who live in St. Vis in, in Vincent and then um, the United Kingdom who came in St. Vincent and relocated these indigenous people to Honduras into a land that was not uh, the land of these people. So they came and they colonized St. Vincent and they had many wars against the indigenous people there. And when they had these wars with these indigenous people, uh, these indigenous people who were the Caribs did not uh, back down. They kept on fighting. They would not give up. However, they made a peace treaty where the British would take over St. Vincent and they would send these people, these indigenous people, to these lands in Honduras that was not um, good for farming and good for living, um, for good for living for a certain time, and then they would bring them back. However, the British did not keep to that treaty, and they broke it, which led to the Carib people living and staying in Honduras. And this is something that he was telling me, and he told me about their system, their cultural system, on how. They have um, and how they 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 how they how how they cater to the dead and how they pay their respects and their homage to the dead when they go into the afterlife. And this is something that you can see with Mexico, and they call it the Day of the Dead. When the people die, they pay homage and they go and they bring food and they bring beverages and they bring um, their music and and they have a festival. So it's something Isn't that similar what, to um, Coco was based on? The movie, the Disney yeah. Pixar movie Coco? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, ex exactly. So I want the Christian people, whoever says anything about evil, attack Disney with all their um, um, Cinderella and um, Beauty and the Beast and everything like that, because that's, that's witchcraft and stuff like that. With, um, with wands and everything like that. So mm. if they want to, to, to discreetly or be against that, then, then stop watching Disney. Stop watching Beyonce with her collaboration with Disney as well, if you want to, um, you know, combat, combat that. But back to <laughs> what I was talking about. So we, we discussed that together, and I implemented that cultural fact that he, was, um, that he was telling me about that you can also research to an academic article, and I put it within this book as well. Where it is in this book, you would have to find it out. It is a puzzle, and that's what I made this book to be like, a puzzle. I think I was explaining you guys that I wanted it to be something like you are reading the story, however, you don't know that I'm trying to teach you about something. I'm trying to connect you to something realistic that actually happened, and that's why I didn't want to say what I wanted to say about when you, when you asked me that. Now, coming back to the voodoo. Okay, so... 
when people think about voodoo, they think about witchcraft. They think about um, the devil and um, the, the the scary movies that they see in TV that has been portrayed by Western society. However, voodoo is not that. Um, that that all of that was make believe by Western society in order to make people um, to entertain people and also to program them to fear uh, this religion. So what voodoo is actually is is a system that caters to the science and to the nature of the of of of, of the world. So it actually studies um, the the connection that we have to the earth, the connection that we have to the sun, to the stars, and then they give that different um the the different connection gods and stuff like that that you can pray to or that you can seek um, guidance and um it, it it's a very complex system is a very complex complex um religious system that i did not really dive into to understand um the uh the intricacies of it however i do understand you know the base structure of how it is and 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 several gods like um legba and um, um bondier and all of that of course i'm coming more from a haitian aspect because my dad is um haitian and i did uh, research the Haitian voodoo, and then I went and researched the Nigerian voodoo, and it's quite similar, but there's differences. So there's festivals that honor like the gods and stuff like that, and um, basically it's just used to connect you to nature. That's what voodoo is about in principle: connection to nature, connection to the cosmos. Hmm. But like earlier, you mentioned animation like possible collaboration with disney and stuff like that or yeah. something along those lines like how do you see that coming about and can i guess what would be the timeline for that because in my mind like you mentioned earlier this is the first edition of this there's two more so would considering stuff like that just happen once the three the other two books are out and then at that point you're thinking about animation and stuff like that I asked this question partly because I had a similar conversation recently with another Samaritan author who was in the world of science fiction, who also recently was told that y'all had a connection, which, you know, I'm happy for because that was something that I was telling him about you and your work, because this is Reiner Ranis, and I was talking to him about his book. Ah, yeah, yeah, and yeah, we connected, yeah. Recently, he was telling me about some of, without revealing anything, some of what he has in the works with his thing and what he's doing with it, mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of wondering like mm -hmm. what's what's your view on animations and the book and okay yeah. so basically right now my dream is to make a show become out in disney or netflix or cartoon network or nickelodeon whichever the case may be um because i wanted to reach the the souls and the hearts of kids all over the world um and um you know it's 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 a pity that we don't have our own distribution because BET is under Viacom, which is under, uh, with, with, yeah, with, which is under Viacom, which is something that is not black owned, uh, to my knowledge. And we, and we just saw how that worked out for Nick Cannon. But anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So with all that being said, uh, my dream is to conceptualize this into a manga or anime or a cartoon, whatever you want to call it, so that it can you know it, it, it can penetrate the hearts and souls of, of the young generation 
Um, however, it's much bigger than that. It's a movement. It's an empowerment um, 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 content document, if you want to call that, uh, that has visual representation of our people and what it means. And uh, what it means, it, it means that you are going to be proud of your history, proud of your culture, and proud of the clothes that you wear. What I'm wearing is West African. And the reason why I dressed in the clothes that you laughed about earlier when we were talking, that I look like a grandma, Michelle said, <laughs> said that on Facebook. That's <laughs> my dog, that's my dog. So. Yo, I, I don't have no problem with it. I understand what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I get where you're coming from with what you're doing. I just thought his comment was funny. But could- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just want to, I just want to let you know that, you know, that I, 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 um, I have a comedic side and, you know, if someone laughing at me, I would laugh too. Ever since I was small, people have been teasing me and making jokes with me, so that ain't nothing new to me. So um, what I'm wearing is African clothes from West Africa, and this is how we used to dress back in Africa and everything like that. And I have no problem um, putting on these clothes and being proud of it because... If my ancestors used to dress like this and they still do, what is the problem of me dressing like that? What what is the issue? There's no issue. You dress like how Western people dress. They are uh, um, they have a history of colonization which led to the enslavement of our people, unfortunately. And now we have adapted to Western civilization and we wear suits and ties and shirts. And there's no problem with that as well. But I would never come to you and say, Hey Gary, why are you wearing that T shirt? You know, that's from Western society or whatever the case may be. No, that's because you like it and you adapted to this. And I like what I like right now and I shouldn't be judged for it. So basically, this is what um, Kashobi is going to do to the kids around the world that identify as African, identify as Afro-Latina, identify as indigenous um, cultures or um, Afro-indigenous or whatever you want to call yourself. Um, It will allow you to see yourself within these cartoons within disney or netflix or whatever the case may be i saw the old guards just came out three years ago um the old guard came out in um in paperback version i think on amazon or 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 i don't know which i I, i'm not sure which um platform it came out Mm. on and now three years later netflix made it into um a movie so i am looking into something in the realms of in the next three years so each year, starting from now, I will release a, a, the second edition next year. And then I will release the last edition in the year 2023. And then hopefully, and I hope before that, that um, somewhere along the lines that I have the possibility and the means, and I'm, and, and, and I'm all about planning, but I hope and I'm dreaming that someone at Netflix and at Disney sees this and they see the potential that this has, not only for entertainment and for um, 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 capitalism, but also to educate our people and also to, to empower the community. And and this would have a, a very huge impact on our society, yeah, I think. So that's so basically the could, plan and yeah, and, and penetrating, yeah. So this is kind of like your Caribbean version of Black Panther, the Wakanda moment that feeling that was around when black panther came to the movies and you're seeing all the different headlines and news articles about black people going to the movies in their traditional garb and whatnot and embracing it even though they might be ignorant and possibly wearing the wrong country they're at least making the effort and like (laughs) 
you know, trying to connect and tap into some kind of African origin or history. Like, and yeah. like if it wasn't clear, like this, it, like I said it before well, during the first conversation, I am 100%, like Woods just said, I'm 100% behind this, the idea. It's something that I love 100%. Like, I don't know if you're familiar, you probably might have seen it, but Black Sands was another such thing that was started on a Kickstarter account and they're doing similar things. I recently came across yeah. the, um, they actually animated it and turned it into a YouTube series. Last time I checked, they have like three episodes out of, and it's actually like yeah. really entertaining. You seen the series? Yeah, I seen Black Sands. Um, um, Reynold actually, I think it was Reynold that sent me um, the link to watching it on YouTube. So I watched it. I didn't know about it. And I saw it and I was like, oh, damn, this is so dope. This is cool. You probably um, that from me because I was talking to him about it as well. Like, <laughs> Ah, okay, okay. I see all the connections. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, is, is something yeah, like so that kind of what you have in mind for this? Like, or do you, I, I mean, you're mentioning Disney and stuff and Netflix and you mentioned Old Guard. That is, that's like, Alias Hollywood celebrities and huge budgets and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. kind of why I'm like, what do you think or did you consider the idea of doing something like what Black Sands did? I was like, I, I assume okay. that was like something they did themselves that was out of their own pocket because it's not, it's decent, but it's not really professional. It's not like animate, like fluid animation. It's pictures with voiceovers mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. So it's like, would you consider something like that as like, let's say a first iteration of a draft of what an anime could be? And then maybe pitching that to um, Netflix or whoever else to be like, okay, look at this. This is, you can see there's potential here. Um, to answer your question, no, I, I, I'm not considering that. Um, I'm either going to go all in mm. or all out. <laughs> I don't want to go halfway. Um, I'm not saying anything about Black Sands. It's good and I love it and it's cool and it's good for the culture. However, for Koshobi, what I would do, I would invest deeply into it. And if I have to make a draft version in order for me to pitch to Amazon or Disney or any other um, Cartoon Network platform like that, I would. Um, I saw that in Japan, there's a Black-owned um, business there that makes anime, and it looks really professional and it looks really dope. Um, I'm going to contact them, and I have them on my mind to make a draft version of Koshobi so then I can pitch to Netflix or Disney or whoever the case may be. And I don't know how much that costs, but that's why I'm here in the UK pursuing my dreams to see that if, if I can get a very good paying job, that I can um, um, put money aside towards my goals and my dreams to make this actually come true. So right now I'm talking to you guys in 2020 about making it a cartoon and I have dreams and goals. I'm definitely going to invest into Koshobi to make it into a cartoon that is going to be professional and that is going to be out in Netflix or Disney soon. Have you considered the Kickstarter or Patreons or stuff like that to collect donations to help raise funds for something like that? Because now that it's yeah. finished, you could like just make a, a short YouTube video more or less explaining the situation. This is Kashobi. This is the book you're trying to raise. The plan is I want to make it into this. So please support me, whatever, whatever. And, you know, something like that. Um, I'm going to... I'm really going to look at my different options that I have and try to see... Because I already started a Kickstarter um, before and it really didn't work out. Probably I didn't, uh, you know 
market myself well enough or I didn't uh, make a detailed enough plan. Um, what I think I'm going to do right now is I'm going to utilize what I'm learning in um, um, what I'm studying right now within business. And I'm going to make a plan for me to self-finance my, myself. I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to seek opportunities with different um, stakeholders. Uh, I'm going to try to grow the fan base. And I, I really need to sit down together with people who want to help me make this come true. I could not make this come true without the first people that believed in me, the students that made the draft versions of Kashobi. Without them, Kashobi wouldn't be here right now. So I have to really thank them for the work that they put into it because without that, I couldn't go to Wilson and tell him, this is page one, this is page two, this is page mm. three. Like he would have, I don't think he would have seen it clearly enough, you know? And mm -hmm. together with my girlfriend and Wilson, we made this come true. So I would need a team and we would need to sit down and we would, you know, need to understand like, hey, this is not going to happen easily. You're not going to see an, uh, a paycheck right now. However, in the future, we're doing something that is going to impact the future generation to have the same impact that Black Panther had. The only difference what is going to be is that rest in peace, Stan Lee. He is of, you know, um, European descent and he made Black Panther. It wasn't a black person who made Black Panther, you know. So it came from that world, from his world. However, Kashobi came from me. I'm an Afro-Caribbean um, young gentleman and I made Kashobi. So this is actually from the culture of black people, African people. And For if us, we can us. start, exactly. And if we could make a cartoon or a movie that would allow people to wear their daishikis, allow people to wear um, their kaftan um, or whatever, their head wraps or whatever they, they, they want to be in the future, to go to work, to go to church, to just be in society, I think we could invest in that as a, as a nation, as a group of people. Hmm. Um, have you considered potentially making like Kashobi merch to go and say like do some t-shirts and just put Oxy on it or Kashobi and start like getting doing that to potentially raise funds? You already got connections with Homeboy in on animating. Just get him to adjust some of his drawings, make some poses and whatnot, put them on shirts or who knows what else, sell them, use that to raise some funds for the brand type of thing. Put those funds yeah. into the movie, just like ideas. Yeah. Yeah, so actually, um, Maria, can you help me out a bit? I just want to show you something. Um, can you get the Kashobi clothes that I have? The, um, the kaftan, the, the clothes for the girls, um, the Kashobi, um, the, 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 the marina. So I actually have that. I, I, I have that. I, I'm, I'm so happy that you asked that question. I don't know how it happened. Let me put the screen a bit. <laughs> Back like this to give you a little insight on how it looks like. So right now, should I turn the camera to you or you want me to hold it up? So right now, I'm not sure if you will be able to see it like this, but I'll try my best to put it in a way. Show you like this. So this is a kaftan. This is what people wear in um, Western Nigeria. And I put it on this kaftan right now, the mm. Kishobi. So that people can wear their actual clothes and this can be something different from what you're actually buying from let's say h&m 
um, Prada, Gucci, and then they do something like the coolest monkey in the jungle, and you know they're like taking all your mon- money and they're not doing anything for the community. This is actually something that would teach you to embrace your culture and wear something that is different. And you are actually supporting someone who is black and started from the brown roots. And, you know, I'm not coming from a rich family as well, you know, so this would be building capital for me. And I would invest back in the community because I love black people. I love people from all over the world. It doesn't matter where you come from, but I would invest into my community. And I know exactly how to do that, you know, with education, sports. Um, can you show me the other one that for the girl, the, the, the dress that you have, the, the jacket one? So I, I um I have been thinking about that you know to to, to get it in the market to um to get people uh to grow the fan base and let them um have different options and you know just can mm. contribute. So this is also part of what you can wear. This is for the ladies. This goes on top of the Kashobi shirt for the the women. It actually um is like a full suit. I'm gonna show you the under part right now. Looking for it. There's I think it's here or between one of those there. So basically, I'm looking for um, the rest of it. But yeah, to to your point, I've been I've been um, working on uh, see you been hard at work. Yeah. So yeah, man, everything is set up so that it can actually sustain um, Kashobi to go to the next level. But you know, people have to give me a chance and actually read it and and criticize it from a standpoint of you know looking at it from fiction, looking at it from an um, educational standpoint, and not look at it as something um, negative. And that relates to our you know our um, society that is more linked to Christianity and everything like that because it's not that; it's something positive, something powerful, just like Black Panther. So. And Black Panther had voodoo in it, just in case if anyone mm. was looking at the rituals, that the was purple herb. The purple yeah, herb reanimation stuff. Yeah. Mm. Ex- exactly. That that was voodoo. So anyone who was going to the movies in St. Martin and putting on their daishiki and everything like that, you actually went to something that my book is actually about. Hmm. <clears throat> and like I like, I was asking about t shirts and stuff. I glad to see that you done put like way more thought into it and making it actually like appropriately on brand by using African traditional clothing and stuff like that to mm-hmm. be like a showby merch. So like I'm I'm definitely supporting. The only thing I'm kinda of questioning is like I know the goal of it, so I commend and appreciate it from that aspect. I'm just curious about the viability or like how how convincing it will be to people that are very stuck in their ways that grow up Western traditional thing. The people that can be like, why I ain't wearing no dress type of thing when they see like, you know I'm just thinking about the the mindset of people concerning like where we from, where we grew up and whatnot, what people back home, how they might view it or other people in the Caribbeans and stuff like that, that very stuck in that mindset. But Mm -hmm. I personally, like I love the idea. I love the concept and all of that. So, okay. So I am a trendsetter when it comes to fashion and clothes and everything like that. And I used to wear the, the coolest, like, um, um, pants or shoes or whatever the case may be because I really love um, um, I'm dressing up and you know just looking good you know like I, 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 I really like that and to bring it back to our people let's particularly say the Caribbean 
Uh, everything good? Okay. Yes. 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 It's normal. I know. <laughs> um. So. To 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 implement something that is cool and for people to 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 relate back to like saying oh I ain't going to wear this this African thing this this all these color thing and you know you 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 may hear some people say boy you look like a Haitian or something like that um all these stigmas or you look like an African or all these stigmas that you put you you have to see that it's negative you have to understand that you're perpetuating hatred. And if you want to evolve and you want to go to the next level of your best self, of unity amongst black people all over the world, you have to go to a journey of becoming someone that is enlightened within the realm of unity of African people. African liberation, and African liberation does not mean um, the oppression of other nations, but it means African liberation means you uh, African people are liberated and other people are liberated equally and indigenous people are uh, alike. So we all have our different cultures and we all have our different ways of dressing and we can make it look cool as young people. And I'm telling you today, you are not going to see it or everyone in St. Martin is not going to see it or in the Caribbean, but within 10 to 15 years, a lot of black Americans in America will start to wear their um, kaftan, their daishikis, their, the clothes that I'm wearing from West Africa, the, the hats and everything like that, they are going to start wearing it. And then and because American culture perpetuates and um, permeates interest within the world, people are going to start adopting how they dress. And when they start to see that they're wearing their kaftans and they're wearing their head wraps and they're wearing their daishikis, they're going to follow suit. My question is, are you going to do it because you love yourself and you love your culture and you love where you come from? Or are you going to follow the American people who did it because of like a fashion trend or something like that? But I want to know if you really love yourself, if you really love your culture, and if you really want to learn about your culture that you, that you naturally adapt to it, or are you going to um, commercially go to the point of, okay, America did it, the black Americans did it, oh, black justice, um, protesting um oh they look good in their, their, their nikes or they look good in this or whatever the case may be that you're going to follow that or are you going to look into yourself and be like oh this actually looks cool i can make this work let me put on this hat let me put on this or whatever the case may be let me show you the dress my girlfriend just got it so this is the dress for the ladies sorry that i'm like all over the place but i'm just so passionate mm, about it it's all good man it's all good <clears throat> So this is the dress for the ladies. If all you want to look good, and you know, so this is the the, the the piece that I'm talking about that goes for the ladies. So um um the the, the other part of it, you mm. you you put on the, the jacket that goes over it, and it's very good for if you're in a hot place because now all your arms are exposed and everything like that. I'm gonna post pictures on Facebook and on Instagram so that you get a better um vision of how it looks like. So this is the back, you know. And it's tailored made just in case for you women out there or you guys who are into fashion. This is tailor made just for you, your size. So you don't have to worry about H&M having this for other people or whatever the case may be. You have your own clothes, you know? So, but, uh, yeah, basically but, those are the two that I have. But on that note then, like, so tell us a little bit more about the clothing. Who is producing it? Like, it's tailor made? Who's the tailor? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the tailor is um, Brizzy from West Africa. 
Brizzy image from West Africa. Um, he's the one that is making all this clothes that you're seeing right now. Um, my long caftans and everything like that that you've been seeing me wearing lately. Uh, yeah, so it's from the soil. It's from West Africa. It's traditional. It's your culture. From you, from for the people who from Saint Martin, you actually derive from West Africa because I was researching where the people from Saint Martin came from, and I was trying to trace back the roots of Saint Martin people for those who. Who, who wanted to um, get a start, you can start with West Africa. You know, you can do a DNA test and I, I guess you will get um, how much percentage you are, but I'm here to tell you that you originate from West Africa. So these, these are the clothes that your um, forefathers and four um, mom, mothers was wearing and stuff like that. So, yeah. Hmm. Again, like, I. I... I completely support all of this stuff regarding the clothing, the embracing of the culture, trying to shift the mindset of the youth and the future going on from here because it's something that we talk about oftentimes or they often hear people say it in regards to like how important representation is, seeing people on screen like, oh, I remember a question I had. You mentioned the book is 24 pages long. Are the second and third edition yeah. also going to be the same length or are they going to be longer or like shorter what you think yeah so the second edition will be considerably longer hmm. um the reason why the first book is this short is because i had to i had to put the information in bite-sized dosages and i had to make sure that i did not complicate the story um the story is very long and big and it has a lot of components to it. It goes in the past, and then it comes to the present, and then it goes to the future. So in order for me to break it down like that, I don't know if you ever watched Dark, um, um, the series mm. on Netflix. I heard about it, but I'm watching it. But it's a very powerful, very powerful story. But if you actually sit down and watch that series, it's so super complex. And they broke it down into three seasons. And that's what I want to do with Koshobi. So the first edition is 24 pages it's just the introduction it's, it's actually episode one um in the season and then episode two in the season will be a lot of um bringing that puzzle together piecing every component and making you see and giving you that aha moment that ah so that's what happened ah so that that's why and then you would be like looking into the future like what's gonna happen again like is he going to do what he did in the first page? Because I don't want to say anything. Is he going to do what he did in the first book? That, mm -hmm. um, is he going to go like this? Or is he going to go like that? I want to give you that sense of feeling that um, um, that you feel like a kid and you're in a candy store and you don't know the taste of what you're going to get when you eat the gummy bear or when you eat the gummy worm. Is it going to be sour? Is it going to be sweet? But the finishing dosage is that you're going to be satisfied with what you got. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Woods, you got any questions? You've been kind of quiet. I don't know if I covered it all because I know I asked most of the questions. Yeah. The, weird, weird gets a little tricky because, like, I, I would want to go, like, more more deep into the... Plot? The plot itself, but... Yeah. I would want to do that after I've read it. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then it, because then it's, then it would be a little bit more of a 
a character question. Yeah, you understand? yeah, So, yeah. what was the inspiration to do it like that? Or you understand? Or so, yeah. Maybe after yeah, reading, I... maybe after reading it, what I can promise yeah. that I would do is I would review it. I, I I would appreciate if we could have like a second interview where you guys actually read it. You know, um, I know right now it's the um the COVID nineteen um pandemic and. Just to let everyone know, if you have a Kindle subscription, you can get it for free and you can read it for free. So just in case if anyone out there has like, you know, economical situations, you don't have to go and buy it or anything or any of, of that nature or that manner. You know, there's there's possibilities to get it for free. And for you guys, you know, if you guys read it on Kindle for free, is no problem. If you guys get it uh, paperback or whatever. It's no problem, but I would hope that, you know, we can talk about it again and, 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 and really discuss in depth, like what Wood said, like the character, where the inspiration came from, why it went like this. But maybe we can still do this now with something that won't release the plot, you know. So maybe with Kaba, um, the Pharaoh, which will not release nothing at all, I can show you. Maybe we can get into him if you guys want. I don't know. And this is Kaba right here, this uh, character. He's the pharaoh, hmm. the black, good-looking man right there <laughs> that you guys see right now. Let's see, see that we have that cultural that that cultural representation in Egypt. So, with with, with you showing us Kaba, who, who who is Kaba? Not not he's a pharaoh, obviously, but mm. uh, character-wise, like what 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 drives him? What what why does why is Kara in the story? Without okay, revealing, so too, much, revealing too much. Without revealing too much. Without revealing too much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me. Um, let me see how I'm going to put this in where I don't reveal what he's going to do because he doesn't really have. Uh, let me don't say that. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to do ask these things after after we after I read it. You understand? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Kaba is a descendant of, 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 of a bloodline of pharaohs that built the pyramids. If you all know, the most pyramids in the world are in Africa and particularly in Sudan, right? Um, in Sudan, there's the most pyramids. So I took that information and that knowledge of um, Sudan being where uh, the most pyramids are, are being built and that's where possibly where Egypt got its inspiration to build their pyramids um, I got my inspiration from that and Kaaba is the pharaoh who is the descendant of the first pharaoh that created the first pyramid so as you can see in this book which you can see in Amazon preview so it's not revealing anything to, to anyone is that here you can see a pyramid is being built and it it, it, it it takes you to the journey of him wanting to outperform his grandfather, yeah. his father, to create uh, a pyramid that is bigger, to create a pyramid that means so much to the people in um, Egypt, that they have a sense of pride of the architecture, that they have a sense of pride of the knowledge that it's connecting to the stars and everything like that. So that, that, that is who's Kaaba. His leadership is about implementing um, um, people to be embracing um, the level of what 
Egypt is supposed to be the Mecca of knowledge, the Mecca of inspiration, the Mecca of architecture, everything that has to do with inspiring the world, Kaaba wants to make sure that that's represented in Egypt. So that's why he's, he's opening the, the, um, 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 his borders for everyone to come in because he wants the best and brightest minds within Egypt to develop the nation. So that's who Kaaba is. Okay. Um, to go back to the question that I asked before, you, you, you mentioned that it's going to be longer, but still, do you have like a specific number of like, okay, this one is 24 pages, is the next one 100 pages? Like, Yeah, 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 yeah. So in total, the actual book is um, about how much pages? One, 160 pages is the, is the actual graphic novel. Yeah, all, all three? three put together. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. all three put together is 160. So I am not sure how much the second book is going to be, but I want it to have um, a very big amount. I, I'm thinking maybe 50 pages to 60 pages for the second edition. Um, is there any plans to like maybe potentially, since I assume you already have this whole story written out since you say like it's all done yeah, and it's just a matter of kind of you already got plans on when they are coming out and all of that. Is there also things in mind for like prequels or sequels to kind of expand on the world of Kasho? Because now that you created this whole universe with all these different characters and magic systems and like powers and whatnot, it's like, I don't know how comprehensive it is, but I'm just thinking a hundred pages of information to, for me, a person who likes series and long, being able to enjoy something for a long amount of time. <laughs> what, when you think on anime, for example, people who watch One Piece and Shout it's 900,000 900, episodes, like, you know, <laughs> to, like it's a little bit too much for me, but I appreciate stuff like yeah. Naruto where it is very deep and flushed out backstory. There's like all oh, kind of going into the founding of the village and yeah. like all the history that they get into of really flushing out the world of the hidden leaf village and everything that happens in naruto so i'm just kind of getting to that like are you considering expanding on the universe making either a prequel sequel more background information because you say it's like mm -hmm. future and past so yeah so this, this is actually um, I don't think I will give it anyway out, anything out, but words you can uh, you can confirm. But this is actually the prequel to the sequel of um, the second and third edition. Mm. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so Kashobi, Kashobi, I don't know if there is going to be more after the third edition. It's going to be based on the fan reaction mm. to see how they react and see if they would want more. Mm. Of course. Uh, it's going to be difficult because I already ended ended it in the graphic novel how it's supposed to end, but then there's a plot twist that might make it go all the way to the origin origin, you know. So like, you know, like how Naruto um, mm. fanned out and then you know it goes back to where um, who who what's the name of that god that created the, the shinobis again? That woman uh, I forgot her name. Uh... It was a K, I think. Katsuya or uh, something like that. Kaguya? Kaguya. No. Kaguya? No. No, no. that... No. I don't know her name, but she's the, she's the one that came the, the and she, she had the chakra. Yeah. 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 So we actually thought that it, it originated from the six... The stage of six. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, what, that, that's something that I have 
put there just in case that someone says, hey, yo, Nelly, this is, this is big. You need to elaborate on this. Boom. I already have that set up. So just That's in a, case for anyone who wants to. Like, Avatar is one of my... The Last Airbender is one of my favorite series ever. To me, because it's all—it's one of the things that I think of when I think of the perfect series. To me, it's almost as close as you can get for the reason that it does not go on longer than it needs to. It ends when it's supposed to. It's three seasons. Yes. They move the story along. Just move the story along just enough, in my opinion, while still giving you enough time for character development and stuff. So you don't mm-hmm. ever feel bored, but it's constantly moving along, and then we end it three books 20 episodes each book and then it done but then because yeah. avatar is ama- as amazing as it is we get legend of Korra that dives into you know going further and expanding more into the world of avatar that we came to know and love so to me that's kind of how you could do it like i know you have the ending already and like that's perfectly fine and all good but then if if the fan reaction is good you could potentially you know dive back in and legend of Korra it then either go in the future or the past or somewhere direction just explore the world of kashobi from a different lens different protagonist and a different plot type of thing yeah yeah that 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 right there is 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 gold information that you're giving me right now um i've been thinking about that and i've been thinking that far ahead you know i've been anticipating that this will create a huge fan base um particularly in the um black and indigenous community but this is open for the wider audience of people from Europe or Asia, especially Asia, because this is where I really love and got my love for anime, you know, mm. starting with Naruto. So I would really like this to penetrate the Asian market um, and, and, and get, you know, the love from the Asian people there to, to, to fall in love with Kashobi. But back to what you were saying with, um, with having some kind of, you know, um, a bonus to, to Kashobi, it's either going to be, at the beginning before oxy or it might de- dive into a continuation but i don't want to say what the continuation is because then you know like maybe someone would go back to this interview and understand mm. oh he's gonna go this direction with um with kashobi or he's gonna go this direction with oxy or the case may be but what i would like to let you know is that i have um a best friend from st martin that he reached out to me a very long time ago and he had an idea of a comic book that we can make. And Stems is actually like um, the, 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 the start of all of this. So Stems is like my company and it's like Marvel or DC. And under Stems, there's going to be like Kashobi, Blood Brothers and other comics that I am working on. So the next edition that I have that I want to release under Stems, under the world of Stems, would be Blood Brothers. And that one right there, it relates more into pop culture, more into the clothes that we're wearing in Western culture, but it's going to relate more to Japanese specifically, the way how Japanese people wear like the hip hop clothes, baggy. I don't know if you've been seeing it in, 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 um, in Facebook, how Japanese people like dress in Tokyo and stuff like that. But it's going to be closely related to that and to their hip hop scene and everything like that. So I'm working on something else in that sense of it. And it's basically me and him working together where we're going to bring that to the forefront for the people so it's going to be something totally different to embrace hmm. so <clears throat> i guess we got we gonna have to have you on again whenever blood because you mentioned <laughs> i i didn't even know about this blood brothers thing that no this is like that opens up a whole bunch of new questions for me to ask about but it's like <laughs> 
I, I know yeah, if you want yeah. to get into divulging that, like, just out of curiosity. I know this is folks on Kashobi, but, like, how is this already in the process of being written, this Blood Brothers thing? Or Yeah, yeah. So, no problem. We can go in any direction you want, you know. Um, it, for me, it's all cool because Kashobi is right there so people can see it the whole time. Um, so, what Blood Brothers is going to basically, it, I already have um, the concept written out and I have several pages written already the reason why i didn't continue and finish off the pages were because i was working on kishobi mm. but it's a story that is really based on characters from st martin and we just have an influence of japanese into it um mm. i don't know if i should be saying this because you know um uh it's 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 it's, it's someone that means a lot to me in st martin that i'm basing this story on and i i like to respect people's privacy and um you know like this person passed away as a kid mm. and you know without me having the permission of the family and the family not knowing that you know i'm talking about this person i don't want to state the name however like, that, that, that's a sensitive that's a sensitive something however um i i discussed this with my best friend from Simartin, martin and i was like hey this 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 um this person was like so big so kind so loving and so caring that it would be cool to put him in the in in the comic and pay homage and then have like some kind of um chemistry between all these people because basically it's, it's going to be in the caribbean and it's going to be dope it's about you know going into the underworld and stuff like that and working with 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 um with being with brothers and and having this uh um friendship this kinship with each other in the caribbean that you can't break so you're going to see like being in the beach and stuff like that and just bringing that and putting it in a realm of sorcery in a realm of going underground in a realm of like like it just takes you into a far dimension that i think that we should have always had in the caribbean because we have anansi and these different different um mm -hmm. tales and to bring it back to Anansi, which is something coming from Africa, which is folkloric. So, so anyone who's been talking about Anansi and stuff like that, and St. Martin and stuff like that, that has to do with Kashobi as well, because that's something that came from West Africa, if you want to really go back into it, you know? So, um, so like, yeah, it, it, I don't know what questions you have. You can ask. I'm sorry. I'm just babbling away. <laughs> hmm. um, do, do you see yourself creating something like um, the... MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or like the Arrowverse type of thing where characters from Blood Brothers make an appearance in Kashobi or vice versa, or whatever future other iterations or new characters, new cons, new storylines they have they want to create. Like, do yeah, you have, they, they already have like some thought in mind of like, okay, I, I got Kashobi done, I got Blood Brothers on the way, and that's a work in progress. Do you have like plans for? other things for the future further down the line that you might be thinking of hmm, let me create this story or create a story around this yeah so uh, i'm happy that you mentioned that so what i did was before writing kushobi i looked at dc and i looked at marvel and i looked at all their movies and i kept on looking at their movies over and over Mm. And something what was very important to me was all of them had a starting point, which was either DC or Marvel. And then you could see with um, with later iterations that they started to come in the world of each other. 
So they start mm. they start to merge the worlds of let's say um, of the different superheroes, and they come in together to to de- defeat like Thanos or something like that. So I want that to happen with Kashobi and Blood Brothers, where they actually come into the world together to fight a foe that is very strong and that is destructive mm. to humanity. So all of that is in the works. It's not there yet, to be honest. Um, but I want to lead into that. So I guess based on that statement, it's safe to say that. Um, well, no, because I, I I was gonna say that based on that statement, it's safe to say that Oxy survives in the end of Kashobi, or. But then you did say Kashobi, not necessarily Oxy himself, so I don't know. I just trying to you know pick some stuff that Why I can figure out. Why are you trying out. to spoil the story, the story. For yourself, <laughs> Listen, I don't mind a spoiler if I can read it still. <laughs> so um i think i had told you guys what was going on when i was in the netherlands because you just um bring something very important just now and to be honest with you because i don't want to um put any spoilers especially for woods you know like i'm going to respect what you just say <laughs> um you can see oxy or you cannot see oxy maybe it will happen maybe it will not happen you have to read you know um anything can happen that's what i'm going to say anything can happen hmm. okay okay i apologize for my yawning and stuff like that ah, no worries like, no worries <clears throat> it's, it's not that the in conversation is boring me they just happen to be like general not related times ah, don't worry about it i'm trying to think on what aspect of kashobi haven't we tackled because i feel like like, I don't know if there's any more to dissect or to unpa- unpack without actually getting into, like, the story story. Yeah. Like... <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, is there anybody in the in the Kushobi that is, like, based on people you know? That Did you take reference for people, characters, personalities, and stuff like that based on actual people? Because I know you said, you said it with Blood Brothers, but is, mm-hmm. does Kushobi have any of that in it? So... Kashobi, um, let me see. Um, well, okay. To be honest with you, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. So, together with my girlfriend, um, what I wanted to do, and I decided, I wanted to name my kid Kashobi. Um, I wanted to have a story where, um, when I bring a human into this world, that I actually start a foundation for him, a legacy. And I don't want to say that I want my kid to be something that I want him to be. But uh, what I had in my mind was if I'm going to bring someone into this world, I would like to set up the stage where um, I'm defining him to be someone amazing. I'm defining him to be someone very uh, uniting the people, someone um, that is for a cause of good. And Kashobi is basically my son or, or my daughter. And it's based on their life that hasn't happened and their hero's journey. Um, Oxy is based uh, a bit bit about me and my hero's journey because I had a very tough life growing up uh, in St. Martin, um, not uh, being proud of my history, not being proud of my background um, because of, of course, being teased and... um, um, being told to go back 
to my country of origin, um, mm. which is St. Martin, because <laughs> I was born in St. Martin, but right. to go back to, 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 uh, to, to Haiti, to be specific. Um, so basically, uh, I wanted to base the lifestyle on the hardships of, uh, of growing up alone and feeling discouraged and not having um, a place in society. And then you go through a, a journey where you find yourself um, and you start to look at your people and you're like, you know what? They don't know. And what they need is to know. And you can't hate them and you can't hate yourself, but you need to perpetuate love and not perpetuate hatred. And if you perpetuate love, you will unite people. And if you perpetuate hatred, you will, um, you will divide right. people. <clears throat> so basically, I wanted to have an aspect of that of Oxy and his hero's journey. And where he went from point origin of, you know, being alone to point origin of being together with people and teaching and helping and liberating mm. people from the darkness that they go through. So that's basically um, the characters that I have that are based mm. on people. One that is not here yet and one that is here. It's a bit emotional, but you know, I, I just I just felt like I had to just say you know, Honest, to make honestly, sure that everyone knows that this that, is something really good. Honestly, that is that shit is dope. Be, yeah, and that would also be a perfect way to send it off. I would say, I would say. <clears throat> I was yeah. just gonna ask like one more question though. Like, you familiar with Ralph Cantal? Yeah, I am. He's a brilliant. He's a brilliant guy. I love him. I actually love um, his his uh, everything that he's doing on the island. I was watching him in particular, and I I added him on Facebook because I just saw him comment something. And I was like, "Who is this person that is so articulate?" <laughs> so I really love him, and I love the content that he's putting out. And I want to really meet him in person in Saint Martin, and um, hopefully we have an interview together as well. I'm and talks with him. I have his number, so I hope we. Get because I, I was just thinking it would be dope like if y'all join forces on something both being like to my knowledge both y'all are of Haitian descent both of y'all are yeah, he's Haitian in, descent. The, in a similar lane in regards to being authors pretty much his books just might be of a slightly different nature than like a graphic novel type of thing but still it's there's still both of y'all are still people that are heavily focused on history and understanding of the culture and our people and putting these things to the forefront him being a, a definitely an advocate of like understanding and the people knowing some in history some of the stuff he did with say let's on their instaton giving a breakdown on Samaritan history and stuff talking about the time the government building was burned down yeah like i just think it'll be interesting if y'all maybe were to link up together and do something that is like St. Martin focus. Not to say that um, I haven't read Kashobi, so I can't say it has no ties to St. Martin, but from my understanding, it's still more. Um, not to say that it's not Haitian, I mean, St. Martin people's culture, but I think the v ties to voodoo is still a little bit more like from your personal experience, regard to like the Haitian connection. But uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm just thinking something about guava berries. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like some typical cliche St. Martin thing, maybe some of the salt pickers or like. Yeah, historical yeah. figures in Samaritan history, some of those things could be worked into something you do in the future. It might not be Kashobi or Blood Brothers, but some other thing in the STEMS universe. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, maybe we can. We can do some 
something. I think it would be powerful if we link up because, as I said, if we come together and we and we have unity, we we, we will be an unstoppable force. But definitely, I would love to link up and, and do a project with him, whether it's fiction or factual. We should do something that is based on content because we're both in this content sphere, mm-hmm. and it would be you know it would be a disappointment if we didn't do something for the culture. I agree. I agree. But I think on that note, unless there's anything else you want to, you know, make sure to let the people know about this. I think they know to get it on Amazon, whichever Amazon is in their country or whatever. Go there to get the book. It costs roughly yeah. 11 euros, at least in Holland. I don't know the other people in their markets and stuff, but yeah. um, anything else that they need to know before we wrap up? Yeah, so all I want to say is... Um, Kashobi is more than just a book. It's an educational document that serves to empower our community and to make our future generation proud of who they are, what they wear, and who they aspire to be. So if you want to teach your um, kids, your students, um, whether they are Black, Indigenous, or mixed, or white, or Asian, about African culture, Indigenous culture, this is it right here. This is it. Oh, Get it um, right that, now. that brings me to a good question. Is there like a recommended age range for the book? Like, I don't know what type of language. Is it like complex? It's a graphic novel. I assume it's just the language to like kind of appeal mm-hmm. to young people. But I don't know, like, does it get maybe so complex or use some jargony type things at a certain point? I was like, okay, this is maybe for 12 years and upward. I don't know. Is there anything okay. like that for the book? So there's no age restrictions for the book, you know, um, you can look at like Harry Potter, like people as young as like seven years old was reading Harry Potter and, you know, the book is like this big, (laughs) huge, you know, so there's no cutoff age, but of course, um, it would be recommended if your child is around the age of like 10, they would understand it and they would get it. However, I'm, I'm saying like, if your kid is six, five, and they know how to read or seven and they know how to read um this this book would be just as good as harry potter or any other um book that has a lot of information and writing and stuff like that so yeah um, there's no limits to the age as long as you can read and comprehend you can read it i feel it i feel it and for young adults young adults as well well with that being said nelly um definitely want to thank you for making the time to sit down with us and give us and be patient and explain in i would say pretty good detail yeah Yeah. all every nuance every aspect of the book except you know regarding the plot line in general but definitely want to thank you for sitting down with us and yeah like i said earlier you know for the people who haven't subscribed to us we thank you for listening first of all and if you enjoyed the conversation make sure to subscribe and like this episode of the link up podcast tell your friends to tell a friend and make sure to go get kashobi the works done by our very great here um simatin author nelly blaze and with all of that being said people we'll see all the next time we link up even though this wasn't really a link up episode but yeah we still linked up yeah yeah but yes till the next time and um stay breezy all righty then
transportal came to fuck the whole scene up. Your girl name is Tishy Craven, the Steelux man so pretty she paid for the meat up. Wet, wet all over, she needed a detox. Water gun to her face, that's what she wants. Gotta catch them all, that's a must. Bubble like soap, make it. Now make it bubble like soap, make it. Bubble like soap, make it. Shall I make the kitty? Bubble like soap, make it. Now make it bubble like soap, make it. Bubble like soap, make it. Shall I make the kitty? Me and a girlfriend are looking for trouble, that's double. Double the mood, double the hustle. Like asking two shots at the bar Or double the rockets that need to lift up They a duo, they go everywhere together We dog trio to my place, do the bad weather Squirt, bubble like soap, make it Now make it bubble like soap, make it Bubble like soap, make it Shall I make the kitty? Bubble like soap, make it Now make it bubble like soap